I'm ready. Garage Logic Podcast number 207. Nope. Yep. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 217, August 28, 2019. It was 94 degrees on this day in 1899 and again in 1955, and as low as 42 degrees in 1934. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. It developed right after yesterday's show that the New York Post broke the story of Ilhan Omar uh, with uh, the latest domestic problems she might or might not be having. And the headline in the Post was, My husband dumped me for Ilhan Omar, comma, D.C. mom says in divorce filing. Well, one of them is lying because Omar denies this. So one of them, one of them's lying, and I don't know that there's much to be mined here because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is Omar's uh, loyalists uh, are going to uh, defend her that this has nothing to do with her job, and that uh, uh, compared to Trump, she's a Girl Scout, and uh, you can go on and on and on that there's not a great deal to be mined here. Except one of them's lying. Doctor Beth Jordan Minette says her cheating spouse Tim Minette. I, I, I will tell you where the story is though. Uh, if it's not my business about her uh, marriages, there is something in here that's all of our business. Dr. Beth Jordan Minette says her cheating spouse, Tim Minette, told her in April that he was having an affair with uh, Ilhan Omar, and that he even made a shocking cele- declaration of love for the Minnesota congresswoman before he ditched his wife, alleges the filing submitted in D.C. Superior Court on Tuesday. The physician, 55, and her 38-year-old husband, who has worked for left-wing Democrats such as Omar and her Minnesota predecessor, Keith Ellison, uh, have a 13-year-old son together, meaning uh, Mr. and Mrs. Minette. The parties physically separated on or about April 7, 2019, when defendant told plaintiff that he was romantically involved and in love with another woman, Ilhan Omar, the court papers say. Uh, Beth Minette uh, uh, told her, husband that she still loved him and was willing to fight for the marriage even after his admission. According to the court papers, the pair have been living together for six years before marrying in 2012, the filing said. But Tim Minette told her he was through. Mm-hmm. Omar, uh, the member of, a member of the squad, recently separated from her husband, according to reports. The 37-year-old congresswoman and mom of three paid Tim Minette and his E Street group approximately $230,000 through her campaign uh, since 2018 for fundraising, consulting, digital communications, internet advertising, and travel expenses. Interesting. Omar was spotted enjoying time with Tim Minette at a California restaurant in March. Beth, Beth Minette is seeking primary physical custody of her and her husband's son in part because of Tim Minette's extensive travel with Omar. Uh, defendant's more recent travel and long work hours now appear to be more related to his affair with Representative Omar than his actual work commitments, the court papers say. Let me stop there. Who's paying for that? Is that legal to use your campaign funds nope. to travel around with your guy? Nope. I don't think so. The doctor also argued that she doesn't trust her estranged husband's judgment with their son in part because of his relationship with Omar. 
By way of example, days prior to defendants' uh, devastating and shocking declaration of love for Representative Omar and admission of their affair, he and Representative Omar took the son to dinner in order to formally meet for the first time at the family's favorite neighborhood restaurant where plaintiff, when plaintiff was out of town. Representative Omar gave the party's son a gift, and the defendant later brought her back inside the family's home. Beth Minette added in the filing that the most concerning thing about the jaunt was her husband's decision to put his son in harm's way by taking him out in public with Omar, who at that time had garnered a plethora of media attention along with death threats. The physician is also seeking full control of the couple's D.C. home, child support, and legal fees to be paid by Mr. Minette, according to the filing. Uh, Tim Minette and Omar did not immediately return messages seeking comment. Omar's I'm sure they'll hu- run right at it. Omar's husband, Ahmed Hersey, is a former banker who was hired as a senior policy aide to a Minnesota City Councilwoman last year. The Minneapolis Star Tribune reported at the time Omar was previously married to Ahmed Nur Syed El Mi. Uh, okay. Uh, the only interesting thing there is uh, the use of the money, and she's she's uh, been caught before. Uh, Several times. Using money uh, you know, improperly. Uh, locally, I think she got. A, I think Esme Murphy got an interview with her. Yeah, she did. And and, and, and uh, asked her about it. Yeah, and uh, Omar has said that uh, I have no interest in allowing the conversation about my personal life to continue. So I have no desire to discuss it. All right, that's what she told us. And Murphy. they let it go. And yeah. uh, my question to you is: uh, Don't journalism uh, journalists? have a duty to all of us uh, and the state to get to the bottom of this? Are well, they just going to accept that um, that response and, well, what, and what, ignore it and what move is on? It, what is it you want to get uh, the news-gathering institutions to get to the bottom of? I want to uh, know if it's true. $200,000. I'm, I'm more interested in the money. I, right. I, the, who she uh, is married to or courting uh, is the least of our problems with this woman. Her ideology is a problem. Her uh, pattern of allegedly lying about many things is a problem. I think if she's cheating on her husband and she's breaking up a marriage, I, I think that's I think that's news we need to know. And I think it absolutely does affect uh, the way she does business for us. And there's one quote I read. Um, I agree, Kenny. It's the holier than thou. From Jennifer Ramirez, a 22-year-old legal assistant uh, who voted for Omar last year, said the allegations of an affair wouldn't change her support. Her quote is, I don't think the affair has anything to do with how she's able to manage herself in government. That... uh, by my way of thinking, like you would say, B isn't B, S is an S. Well, I think I many think of this, her supporters are delusional. Well, I think it absolutely <laughs> has everything to do with how she conducts our business for mm-hmm. us. But here's here's why she won't answer, Kenny, because I, I completely agree with you. I want to know the answers. But So Alabama Republicans approved resolution calling for Elon Omar to be expelled from Congress. This is on, this is on social media and Twitter. She retweets that and just said... This is a sorry, but this is a representative democracy. I was elected with 70% of the vote by the people of Minnesota's 5th District, not yeah. the Alabama Republican Party. If you want to clean up politics, maybe don't nominate an accused child. You know, that's, that's, but, but that's she sad. just constantly keeps doing this. But that, that, that's that Alabama hothead guy going after her. I guess my and, point being, she always deflects. The point, the point yeah, being that is, is true. The point being is that her loyalists, and there are many, uh, will merely point to the behavior of Trump uh, to uh, to deflect 
any criticism of her private yep, behavior. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Interesting side note, you mentioned that uh, Los Angeles restaurant meeting with Minette. Yeah. That was at the same time that she came out uh, and made that ludicrous statement about the 9-11 terrorist attacks mm-hmm. being uh, some Somebody people, did something. Yeah, some people did something. That was the uh, uh, day after, actually. Now, she's denying this, by the way. She's yeah. denying all allegations yeah. of an affair with a married Washington, D.C. consultant. Right. So either she's lying or this uh, 55-year-old doctor married uh, to this fellow is lying. Why would he lie? I mean, no, is not, it, is not it, him, her, the wife. The wife. Yeah. We've uh, not heard from him. The marriage is over. I mean, why would she make this up? Yeah. Beth Minette, 55, alleged that the freshman congresswoman was involved with her husband, Tim Minette, 38, and their separation in April was brought on by his confession. Yeah. I'm going to just blindly believe her. <laughs> well, you wouldn't think she'd go to court right. and make this accusation yeah. if she didn't have sound reason to. But again... There's nothing to be mined there except how does the behavior of Omar continue to escape the uh, to escape the review of the people who vote for her? Yeah. Uh, we we I, I don't believe a word the woman says. No, yes. but this this will this will come out. Uh, to, we'll find out who's telling the truth and who's not. But there's not. a distinction to be drawn between her personal life, which I understand, and her behavior as a uh, congressional representative so the the only part that's interesting here and in the in the heyday of newspapering it would be gotten to the bottom of and that's explore the money for me yeah explore the the money money for me i I want every aspect explored the money part is where you're going to get her uh, but I, I want to know everything about this. And they're not going to. They're not going to chase this lead. There was a great line on Twitter, though, by the way. And this is, uh, I found this because of our gal, Alyssa Algren. She retweeted this. It was from a woman by the name of Brianna Morello, who I just started following on Twitter. And it says, turns out Elon Omar does believe in separating families. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's a good, That's a good, good line. line. That's, That's a good not line. bad. That's not bad. <laughs> You know, Channel 4 touts this as Esme Murphy sits down with Representative Ilhan Omar. I I know Esme. I have no uh, 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 fight to pick with Esme. I think she's a fine reporter, but uh, the the reporters faced with dealing with uh, Ilhan Omar— more often than not, end up being shut down. Because they're yeah. so afraid of losing access. That's why. Well, what what good is the access to this woman do you if you're not getting any information from her? But if you all of a sudden start asking questions that people want answers to, they'll never get an interview again. See, I wonder how it would have been handled by Kessler if Pat would have done that interview. Oh, he would have been. Well, she probably wouldn't have agreed she, to talk to right. Kessler. Exactly. Yeah. She's been invited on this show numerous times. Uh, numerous, numerous times. And there's an yeah. open invite on Twitter that and, says, come and, on. And I it. don't know that Kessler has or if he's ever revealed his political intentions or his angle, what mm-hmm. party he's for. Uh, he's just a hard-nosed journalist. Well, what about Hauser? Yeah, I mean, and Hauser I was going to say have... the same thing about Tom. Yeah. We don't know what side of the aisle Tom uh, And that's is. what makes them good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Well, it's a it's an interesting story, and the and the uh, the news gathering institutions are having a field day with it. But to what end? To what end? Well, did, nothing will come of this. Did you happen to see the Star Tribune piece about State Representative Steve Driskowski? Yes. And how they pretty much just kind of poo pooed everything mm-hmm. he's done, and mm-hmm. all of his uh, all of his informations comes from quote unquote conservative organizations and they just completely discount those those news uh, sites and sources mm-hmm. 
Well, we had him on yeah, how long did. ago, yeah, a couple it, of weeks back, and he got zero support. Right. It was Angie Craig who refused to uh, assist him with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, Way to go, Joe. We should have had the Ilmar Omar Ilhan Omar oh, update. We should have had the update. Yeah. Well, we Darn can it. we can close it out with that, of course. And then in the fifth congressional district yesterday, I guess she held a meeting about immigration, uh, as it might affect the fifth congressional district. I, I imagine. I, I, you know what? I, I admit I'd ripped it, but I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I so did. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. <laughs> But here, here's all you have to go. Here, here's where I would uh, angle in on it if I had the time. Uh, my net's wife has claimed that his consulting services extended past the job description, huh. including frequent travel with the congresswoman. Okay, who pays for that? Yeah. Who is paying for that? If it's anybody other than himself out of his own personal bank account. Now, campaign funding obviously can be used for consultants and, right. and digital homework and, and what have you. But, but can grand? it be used? Can it be used to seduce the fellow you hired? If that's the case, I have no idea. Could have been the other way around. Can it be used so that you two can go on jaunts together? That doesn't sound no, kosher. No. She wouldn't like that word. Kosher. No, you know, no she's, she's very against that. Ooh, yeah. But but seventy eight grand over an eleven week period, that's a nice payoff. I'll take that. They're playing uh, in a parallel. What what have we called these? Uh, uh, not parallel universe. Uh, Paradox. No, there uh, there's there's different uh, stratas of American life. There's the ac- the academic. Mm-hmm. They're playing by different rules. Uh, the political class is playing by different rules. And the celebrity class yep. is playing by different rules, and uh, the the uh, ultra rich are playing by different rules, and then there's the rest of us yeah. that are still following traditional American guidelines. No, the rest of us that are paying for it, right? Right. Yeah. But that that to me is the most. That's the only place to go with this story. Who in the hell is paying for this? And is it legal to use your campaign fund, your fundraising? Uh, to to reach into the drawer and take out a couple grand and say to your boyfriend, however allegedly he's the, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. is that legal to take uh, out of the drawer and say let's go to let's go to L.A. and have have dinner? What the and hell we'll does that have it, to do we'll with being a congresswoman? I wonder what the official business was. What does going to Israel have to do with the fifth congressional district? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Especially when you despise them. Home wrecker. I was a homemaker. Oh, homemaker. Homemakers. Do you want to make a call to a guy that would know the answer to that question? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna send out a text to who? Tommy. He'll know. Hauser. Yeah. Yeah. See if he agrees with me that that that's the only interesting part of this story. You, you're not going to get rid of Ilhan Omar because of of her uh, of her love life. That's 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 not going to bring her down. What, what might bring her down is a better candidate with a better ideology that, that is in love with this country, or what might bring her down is the discovery that she is improperly using campaign funds. I, I agree and disagree. I, I think we need to know. I think we need to get to the bottom of it, even though you're right. It's, a, it's not going to bring her down. I don't care what she does we, for her for a boyfriend. Uh, I do. Okay. Uh, I do when yeah. she's married. Yeah, yeah. absolutely I do. Traditional values. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's different in her faith. Maybe she's allowed to do this. I have no idea. Yeah, the men are. Oh, yeah. Right. But then again, who wants 10 of them saying, here's how you do this right? Yeah. <laughs> you did this wrong. <laughs> you did what? 
Tough I was enough. on Gull Lake last weekend. Yeah. And man, I saw some great boats, and I bet a lot of them came from Rapid Marine, four locations. Uh, you all know the locations. There are uh, Rapid Marine locations in Ham Lake, <coughs> Rogers, Shakopee, and St. Cloud. And right now, it's the best prices of the year at Rapid Marine and $250 additional savings. When you mentioned garage lodging, up to three grand oh. in rebates on 2019 Lund and Crestliner fishing boats. Everyone in this state has been in a Lund and Crestliner boat, whether you know it or not. I don't know it. And pontoons powered by Mercury on top of the lowest prices of the year. They need to make room for the 2020s that are arriving. And uh, you're talking Glastron, you're talking pontoon boats, fishing boats, Mercury, supplies, service, everything you want. It's absolutely extraordinary marine service. And as I say, I bet, I bet. I bet a, I bet quite a percentage of the boats I saw on, on Bay Lake and the pontoon boats probably were uh, purchased at a uh, Rapid Marine store because they're the uh, best in the business. They've been in business since 1970. Full service department for your boat or pontoon. Uh, exceptional sales. And remember, mention Garage Logic or my name, and you get 250 bucks off. You can also check out military rebates. And when you're there, check out a Lund crossover. It's the perfect recreational boat for the family, a fishing, tubing, cruising, and lounging boat, something for everyone. There is still time to get your family out onto the water this summer at Rapid Marine, rapidmarine.com. The uh, weather's a little cool right now. Oh, Not, my God, uh, it's perfect. But it's perfect weather for cruising on a pontoon boat from Rapid Marine. I bet. You know what oh. I heard today, though? Three years ago... I guess I vaguely remember it. We've went through a, we've been through a lot of weather extremes in our years at the fair. Right. Three years ago, there were six days during the fair uh, of ninety or above in humidity. I remember that. Six days oh, in the nineties. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I recall because that was when would that have been back when we were still on in the afternoon? Well, I've never been on in the morning. Yep. No. Well, I I meant like later in the afternoon because I, I, I remember one to three. I remember being hot. Let's put it that yeah. way. I remember being out there for a beer show. Where you know the sun just beats on you at six o'clock at night, mm-hmm. right? And the guy that I had on was kind of starting to sway a little bit. Oh, yeah. and I got to get him off the stage. Well, there were, there's been state fair shows where Pat had the whirlies. Oh yeah, you know because it's been ninety five in Hubin. He's going. <laughs> I was driving in today, reflecting on what a wonderful weather day this was. Fully convinced that I was going to come in here and listen to you complain for 90 minutes about how cold it is. No, that's a beautiful day. Oh, it's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. You just restored my faith in you. (laughs) You know what was really fun about those 90 degree days after the Garage Logic broadcast? I know. Running up to the wax hand booth and with hot <laughs> wax in front of you and 95 degrees oh. trying to make a, a wax hand. You poor thing, you. No, we, had the, people, we had to put cold towels on people because they you were... You have good. really suffered in this lifetime, haven't you? I really have. I really have. I, you know, I thought yeah. you were going to mention the ice cold beer provided to us. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about ice for a minute. I have a wonderful email about that. Uh, we got to check the cube at the fair well, Friday. We, we have listeners who do that. Rebel Devil emailed me. Joe, here's the ice block and the information that goes with it. Isn't it ironic that they put the ice block out this August at the State Fair? And it's, it's, nice and cool. it's, it's still and it's pretty like, much there. <laughs> There's no drip. The, drip. the drip pan is bone dry. Refreezing at night. <laughs> 
stop and think. Lake ice isn't the only thing changing in Minnesota. Climate change impacts nearly every act of life from crops to air to flooding and drought. Minnesotans are involved. Watch this cube melt. As an example, he sent pictures of this cube that it's uh, really struggling to melt. It's really, it's having a hard goal. What if it's there till next year? You, know, you got to bring a cube out when you know you're going to have six days of 90 degrees. Yeah. yeah. If that's the. Uh, now remind me, is it covered or is it out? No, in the, it's, it's in, in a the building. E- it's in the eco building. I went yeah. and saw it the other night. How close it's, is. You should it, take a picture of it, tweet it. How close I is will. the eco building to that uh, pub we went to on on Thursday? Uh, we went to uh, the ballpark, ballpark Cafe. Ballpark Cafe. Yeah. Is it's it close? straight up that street. I'm not going back there, by the way. Why? Oh, I, I love it. God love it. Everybody them. was so happy oh, that no, you were there. No, more This power. is the first time in your career that you are. Out you hung for out more than five minutes. That's true. It was so fun. I left before he did. Suits, you, want you know, to know what? why I'm not going back? Suits, you know what? You're know actually, you're a fun guy. Oh yeah, Yogi. Oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna use the Yogi Barrel line. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. It right. was very crowded. It's too crowded. It was SRO. I need a yeah. seat. Yeah. You had a seat. You no, I was sitting, sitting on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they have they've really uh, is that do they pour more beer than anywhere else in the fair? You should have Danny bring you back there because of the lines that they had the tap lines going through in and out of there. Who it's runs cool. the ballpark cafe? There a, the guy we were talking to, Dan Tyson. Isn't there a little oh, yeah, that back, guy yeah. little secret back room we could all? Oh, it's, yeah. it's a family. To? It's oh, a yeah. family uh, event, and they're uh, but all the listeners went over there too. It was great. I met Chief Joe. Well, Chief, great. Yeah. He was so yeah, Chief awesome. Chief was a good guy. He's yeah. awesome. Uh, I I got in a little trouble with Chief. Did you? Well, don't use his name. No, we can't use his name. But Chief was there with his lovely bride, and they were you know telling us how he would just return home and from service from service, and then so he also came out to watch the beer show later on, and I made the grand proclamation that they were going to go home and try for one. <laughs> and he, he gave me the look. Yeah, oh, I bet he did. You, a you male look is a lot different than a female. <laughs> right. You don't want the look from Chief. No, no. no. Especially his look was... Chief be in shape. In, oh, my yeah. mind, in my mind, I've already kicked your ass. Right. Right. That's, that was the look you I'm got. I'm waiting until 701 and your right. ass is mine, Reavers. Right. Right. Uh, let's take a break and I'll come back and tell you how thrilled the news gathering industry is today. <laughs> That's funny. I love you all. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. You know, Such, I'm listening to the podcast on Monday, and you uh, quoted or you read a letter or something from a pastor. It dawned on me, we have a lot of reverends, pastors, fathers, a lot of clergy people uh, that listen to this program, and uh, one of them actually contacted me uh, in regards They're to They're stealing the... my material for their sermons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a little one-stop shop with all our favorite things located over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, the coffee grounds. You guys have heard us talking about it for a month or so now. Uh, not only do they have great coffee, they carry cigars, booze, beer, wine, meat, cheese. They have it all. But uh, Pastor Sam writes, um, like Kenny, I'm a coffee snob. Most Lutheran pastors are. And like the mayor... I have two cups daily. I hand grind each cup, and, and by hand grind, he means not with a ball peen hammer on the end. <laughs> not as putter? No, no, he actually uses You're going a to get me kicked out of the association. <laughs> anyway, he was low, uh, running low on coffee. He ordered a couple of pounds from the coffee grounds, got them right away, opened the box. His wife, who doesn't like coffee at all, 
said she needed to smell each bag of uh, beans, and she said the aroma was wonderful. She's not, and made her it's happy. Fantastic. She's not even a well, coffee that's drinker. That's a good smell. Mm-hmm. So he tried the GL blend first, figuring he could start with the lighter flavor, but then he moved on to the Krabby Coffee Shop blend, and that one kicked his butt. He wrote a sermon while high on the coffee ground beans. And I'm telling you, the coffeegrounds.com, Eric and Julie were over last Thursday to the State Fair hanging out with this great couple of people. They're located in Eau Claire, right just north of 94 on Southtown Drive. Uh, and you really need to, even if you don't like coffee, try it. Try it again. Come on. It's awesome stuff. Go to the coffeegrounds.com. They're going to ship it right to your front door. There's two blends I want you to try. The GL blend. It's I'm not going to call it tame, but it's a little more relaxed than the Krabby Coffee Shop blend, which will make your head tingle. And be sure to use the promo code GL20. That's only going to go on here for about another week. GL20 at the coffeegrounds.com. And if you're going by on 94, jump off the freeway, swing in, say hi to Eric and Julie, and tell them the Garage Logic podcast sent you. By the way, uh, I was informed, Mr. Mayor. Yes. If you're planning on coming to the show on Friday yes. to come watch us at the Minnesota State Fair at the Channel 5 building from 1230 to 2, you might not get a cup. They might be gone by then. Oh, you better the, get there the, early. The oh, the crabby co- uh, but oh. GL merchandise is sold even though we are not present. Correct. It's out there every single day, but the mugs might be gone before Friday. Say uh, mm-hmm. the CNNs of the world, New York Times, Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, are beside themselves because they have three hysterias they're juggling today. You have a hurricane bearing down on uh, Puerto Rico. You have the fires uh, raging in the Amazon. And you have winter now being called the polar coaster. And uh, <laughs> let's let's break down all three of them. Let's start with the hurricane. It's been a very mild hurricane season. It's unfortunate that a hurricane might uh, strike Puerto Rico because they have bad infrastructure and a bad power grid. And that's, a, that's not good. Right. If I could wave my magic wand, I would steer the hurricane to some place that has better power grid. All right. But the hurricanes happen. Uh, the Amazon rainforest, we learned from uh, no less authority than NASA that uh, this is not depriving the world of its oxygen, that it's the dry season, that fires are common, again, in a perfect world. And if they had a better leader who wasn't so petulant and is refusing to accept help, right. uh, I wish, I wish too, there was not a fire raging in the Amazon. Uh, and uh, News outlets are really running with that 25%. Yeah. Everybody is. I've heard not one rebuttal. Here's the, here's the Los Angeles Times in an extraordinarily long article. I will spare you. I will not read all of it. But the headline is, the Amazon rainforest is on fire. Climate scientists fear a tipping point is near. So I cut to the part of the story we, where we might get to the uh, tipping point. We might be very, very close to the tipping point, said Carlos Nobre, a climate scientist at the University of Sao Paulo in Brazil. And if we cross it, uh, it cannot be reversed. What does that mean? I mean, we're, we're, we won't have 10 years to live. We'll only have a year to live, Ooh, six months to live. Down. Are we does locking that, that in? T- does it mean the tipping point for the survival of, of humans or the tipping point for the survival of the Amazon rainforest? I don't know what he means, but we're at the tipping point, And sure. this will be seized on by Leonardo DiCaprio the minute he puts his $400 million yacht back to port. <laughs> and then he'll address us, address yes. us about this. And the minute Sting stops flying around on his private plane, he'll mm-hmm. address this. But my point is, what tipping point? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take NASA's word for it, aren't I? I mean, they, they say we're gonna probably survive this because <laughs> yeah. Bernie cut her down. Didn't Bernie cut it down to eight years now? Uh, Bernie's at eleven. Oh, that's right, down from twelve. Bernie's at eleven. Got it. Uh, but Barack and Michelle must think it's at least twenty because they just bought the oceanfront right. estate. Sure. Right. So they're they're making a big bet on their investment there, fifteen million dollar estate on uh, Martha's Vineyard. But Carlos Nobre, a climate scientist at the University of Sao Paulo in Brazil, and if we cross that tipping point, uh, it cannot be reversed. Mm. Uh, what can't be reversed? Yeah, clarify. Well, he Come didn't. On. He didn't. Hey, that's what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the person writing or asking him those questions should have asked. And as far as the, the polar coaster, uh, well, that's polar just a coaster. that's winter. <laughs> yeah, it's called winter. Polar yeah, coaster. and it's from the Farmer's Almanac, right? Yes. Yeah, they like to throw out the fun predictions. The yeah. old Farmer's Almanac does not predict the vile winter that the Farmer's Almanac is predicting, but that's been seized upon by every news gathering institution in the world. Uh, including us yesterday mentioning that it's no longer called winter, it's called a polar coaster. (laughs) Meaning we're just going to be up and down and, oh, it's going to snow and be cold. Yes, that's what it does in December, January, February, March, sometimes into April. It's going to plunge to minus 40 degrees. huh? Really? It's never done that before. (laughs) Really? Who was the person? In 1977, I ripped out the living room rug to stuff it under the front door because we were freezing to death. Who was the guest we had on, or maybe it was an article that you read where it said, we might turn into Kansas City? Mm-hmm. And I thought, and your reaction was, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's take it. What's the problem? You know who's really upset about the polar coaster, though, is the Minneapolis City Council, because they want us to trim natural gas use. Oh, yeah. And they're really put out that we're not... Uh, well, meeting. they're taking their lead from Berkeley, where yeah. they're banning natural gas. We're not, we're not uh, reducing the way we should be because of these... Pesky, pesky winters where it gets thirty below zero. Oh. So they're they're uh, chastising everybody in the citizens of Minneapolis. I love that we still get the letter of shame, the letter of shame every month where your neighbor only used this bunch. Yeah, I, I, don't, I never win that. No, I, I'm always worse than neighbor Dave. I don't want to be, no. and I'm conscientious. I, I, you know, I could spend my day turning off lights. See, and I don't even believe that. By the way. Is that Dave, loyal listener, my my next door neighbor? He's a diehard GLer. Yeah, he's got the AC on when it's you know sixty two degrees outside. Yeah, absolutely. The <laughs> right. one thing I did learn from this uh, article, though, Sewage Minneapolis, it's uh, today's paper, yesterday's paper. I think it's today's Minneapolis home uh, hopes to trim natural gas use. Mm-hmm. Um, starting next year, people looking to sell their homes will have to conduct tests for energy efficiency. Really? And it just so happens I want to sell my house here in the yeah. next couple of years. Yeah. You could fly a kite in my upstairs bedroom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm going to have to spend way more than what this house is worth just to insulate. But who is going to conduct that test? Who has to pay for it? And the government. Then the government. Yeah. What? What is the? What are they going to do? Fine you if it's if they find it's not efficient. No, enough? I, I, I think it's just a part of the process. Remember. Where we're being nibbled to death. Nibbled, yeah. yes. We're being nibbled to death. I think it's just part of the disclosure process when okay. it comes to selling. Brian Cragen writes, how will the climate change futurists deal with air travel? And this will lead me into a Greta Thunberg update. Okay. Love the show. It had never occurred to me until you mentioned the question and answer session with Bernie Sanders that climate change futurists don't have any realistic plan for air travel. 
This is more than just hypocrisy of using fossil fuels and flying around for meetings in the name of solving climate change. There is simply no reasonable electric solution in any foreseeable future for public air travel. Certainly not for military purposes. Electricity just doesn't dust just doesn't offer the capacity, range, or power that fossil-fueled engines do. There is no plan, except uh, Alexandria Occasional Cortex imagines a train going across That's to Europe. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that won't guys... require any energy to build a right. train. Right. No steel, no uh, fossil fuels. No trestles. Right. I thought you guys covered this on Monday with Bernie, and Bernie admitted he's not going to stop flying. Right. Yeah. Now, let's go to our Greta Thunberg update. Greta Thunberg is a 16-year-old Swedish teenage gal who has become the uh, poster child for young climate change activists, and her her stunt has been that she's sailing across the Atlantic on a $4 million yacht uh, captained by the Prince of Monaco's uh, son and a German fellow who's a professional around-the-world racer. And she's landed now. <laughs> sounds, this sounds like a Grace Kelly movie. Oh, did we have the, uh, much like the Santa tracker, did we have the, the, the Grace Kelly tracker? But as I predicted, her arrival was met with great uh, fanfare by uh, CNN and that, right. and that gang. And uh, uh, Greta herself tweeted, Land, the lights of Long Island and New York City ahead. What do you think powers those lights, young lady? Right. She's happy to see the lights on? Mm-hmm. She had originally been expected to dock her vessel on Tuesday, but was held up in rough seas of Nova Scotia. Okay. Uh, She's been sailing to New York to speak at the U.N. Climate Summit on September 23rd in a zero-emission sailboat because she didn't want to fly. And she doesn't, it's not been announced yet how she's returning. I was just going to ask how she's getting home. She set sail on her vessel, the the Malizia 2 from Plymouth, U.K., on Aug. 14, has been documenting her journey on social media. Hours before reaching land, Thunberg tweeted an image of her final evening on board, and she had previously posted a video showing choppy waters lashing the boat as she approached North America. Uh, The Swedish teenager has become a figurehead of the burgeoning movement of youth climate activists, and her weekly protests inspired student strikes in more than 100 cities worldwide. Dum-dums. She doesn't fly because of the high levels of emissions from air travel. Wait, 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 wait. This yacht, this sailing vessel, isn't it full of carbon fiber? Yes. Do a little research, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> well, I mean, how you know how carbon fiber is made? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, she said that the trip was uh, uh, zero emissions because of solar panels and underwater turbines that generate electricity. But imagine the energy that was used to construct that magnificent boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Uh, U.N. Uh, Secretary General Antonio Guterres has called on world leaders to present concrete plans to reduce greenhouse gas emissions at the upcoming summit in New York. And remember, the official garage logic position on this is this is a means to reorder life. It has nothing to do with the environment. But think of this uh, uh, Greta Thunberg. Uh, think of the precedent she's, she's setting. How am I supposed to get to Europe? I can't afford a $4 million yacht with a private party to operate it and get me over there. I don't have time. I don't have two weeks. Plus, right. you can't wait. I can, my bad, bad waiter. waiter. Let's, are, are we, we there, there yet? yet? How far are, are we? Are we there oh, yet? could you imagine? I don't see land yet. <laughs> and I love being on the water. How long did the ocean crossings take? Two like, weeks. With the Queen Mary. Oh, I don't know. A week? Probably. No, no. I bet longer than that. Uh, I, I'm not even down with that. No way. But but the the implication here is that 
Greta, are you so detached from reality uh, that you you believe that we all have the means uh, to uh, have the Prince of Monaco donate his boat for a couple of weeks and provide you a crew mm-hmm. and 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 get me over to London? And then for it to be celebrated like it's some noble cause. Thunberg said she first learned about climate change when she was eight years old and became very concerned about the future of humanity. At age 11, she says she uh, was depressed and stopped talking and eating. Later on, I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, OCD, and selective mutism. She told a crowd gathered at a 2018 TED Talk in Stockholm. That basically means I only speak when I think it's necessary. And now is one of those moments. So I guess we're supposed to think that uh, like someone who has enjoyed the miracle of Fatima, that she began speaking again because she has been she has been uh, she has been deigned from above to rescue us. You know, I don't I don't really want to pick on children. I'm I'm being careful, but I think she's uh, I think she's being used to some degree. She for sure is. On August 20, 2018, Thunberg began skipping school and protesting by herself outside Sweden's parliament. She called it a school strike and demanded that adults do more about climate change. Her parents were okay with that? (laughs) The parents have excused her from attending school for all of this year. Well, They're activists, would, too. My parents would kick my right. ass. You, handed, you need school. <laughs> I handed out flyers with a long list of facts about the climate crisis and explanations on why I was striking, she said. She talked about her strike on Twitter and Instagram, and protests quickly spread. Now, just one year later, students hold hundreds of school strikes every Friday around the world. That's convenient, isn't it? It's on a Friday. Yeah. Why not have them on a Tuesday? <laughs> Thunberg also has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. No. Why? Why? For what? Why? You haven't done anything, youngster. She's addressed the United Nations Climate Conference in Poland. She's met the Pope. She has a knack for making the complicated issue of climate change sound simple. For that, she credits being on the autism spectrum, calling it a gift because it helps her see issues more starkly. Hmm. If burning fossil fuels was so bad that it threatened our very existence, how could we just continue like before? Why were there no restrictions? Why isn't it made illegal? Thunberg's activism has attracted critics. Conservative French lawmakers boycotted a speech by Thunberg uh, earlier this summer and mocked her as a prophetess in shorts. One critic even referred to Thunberg's diagnosis, Australian conservative columnist Andrew Bolt, in a Herald Sun blog post wrote, No teenager is more freakishly, freakishly influential than Greta Thunberg, the deeply disturbed messiah of the global warming movement. Thunberg shot back on Twitter, I am indeed deeply disturbed about the fact that these hate and conspiracy campaigns are allowed to go on and on just because we children communicate and act on the science. Well, uh, I don't uh, don't, uh, uh, accuse you of anything, uh, Greta, except uh, being possibly hoodwinked. Uh, Many teenagers around the globe are attracted to her message and they are showing up in the streets. Last March, students around the world staged a climate strike modeled on Thunberg's school strike. Just about every U.S. state has had an event. Uh, Freddie Finney Dash Jordan, 17, organized a protest in downtown Bend, Oregon. Uh, he said he was inspired by Thunberg. She kind of looks in the camera and has this look of, I'm doing this, nobody can stop me, Finney Dash Jordan says. Before last spring, gun control and LGBTQ issues were his priorities. But then she came along, and so he dumped that. Right. And now he's a climate guy. Sure. Now you got to have something to root for. Yeah. Uh, Thunberg's fans will be watching as she joins protests, connecting the UN Climate Action Summit, and then addresses the summit. She also plans to visit Canada and Mexico. How? I guess by train. Uh, before traveling to Chile for a climate conference in December. 
Thunberg's family says she's taking a sabbatical from school this year to focus on her climate activism. Of course she is. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy that you, uh, the one guy you say who you will allow to talk to you about climate change? Some guy living in a cave. Pedro, Pedro. Luca. Thinking about that guy and thinking about this kid and traveling around the world, the only thing that would legitimize her for me, one of those little two-seater paddle boats that you see the kids yeah. uh, going yeah. around the lake on, pumping away. Well, a Spanish <laughs> athlete just paddleboarded from San Francisco to Hawaii. Yeah, so either you but paddleboard. But not because of the climate. You got Tom Hauser? Yes, Tom's available. Sir. Tom? Yes, Joe. Tom, I want your take on it. I, I consider you fairly hard-nosed in the news-gathering business. To me, the Ilhan Omar revelation of possibly uh, dumping her husband to, to fall into favor with uh, one of her consultants, to me, the only interesting part of it, and I want to get your uh, take on this, is uh, the spending of the campaign finance money. Well, from what I can tell, it, it's not illegal, but if, and, there, and this is a big if, if she's having an affair with the guy from the firm that she's paying, it's unseemly, but it's not illegal. What uh, about what it, about dipping into that cash to fund merely private travel for the two of them, if in fact that has happened? Well, if if that has happened, then obviously that's a problem because if they're not legitimate campaign um, expenses, then you've got a problem. Okay, uh, she's she's run into problems with that before, as you know. She's had findings against her by the. Minnesota Campaign Finance Board, and she's had to repay uh, some money. Uh, now that was that was at, at at the state level. This gets into into the the federal election uh, system, and but but the rules would be pretty much the same. But we're gonna we're gonna have to find out where the money went. But spending that kind of money on a political consultant to do you know web ads and and just different things with your your website and those kinds of things. Is, is not unusual. It seems like, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, and it is, but it's kind of the, the going rate yeah. for that type of thing. Is it a story that intrigues you? Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, any, anything, there's so many uh, uh, allegations against her uh, about just a myriad of things. It's hard to, it's hard to keep track of them all, but, but uh, the, the thing is, I think there are so many things coming at her and people hear so many things about what she's alleged to have done that I think people just kind of shrug it off. Mm-hmm. It's not unlike some of the controversies that President Trump, you know, starts up and, and then backtracks on. There's so much of it. People just kind of start to shrug it off. Well, but I also think different... I also I also think her loyalists will help shrug that off by just merely pointing to Trump and, and his behavior. And they'll say of her, hell, she's a Girl Scout compared to Trump. Absolutely, which is you know unfair because each case should be you know considered uh, on its own merits. But but you're right in her district, she won with I think seventy or eighty percent of the vote. So uh, very difficult uh, to dislodge her from that position uh, uh, unless she uh, were to commit a felony of some kind. Mm-hmm. In in this case, we don't we don't know yet enough about where what this money was used for. Uh, what the line items are for where the money went and how closely all of that was tracked. And you got to remember it's, it's uh, a, a woman being spurned by her husband who is making these allegations. And, you know, we tried to get a hold of both of them uh, unsuccessfully last night. And, and until there can be some evidence of, of infidelity, you know, it's hard to 
it's hard to really, you know, connect the dots on this about then did they use this money for travel together and those types of things. That type of detail we still don't know. So, Hauser, that brings me to my question, uh, and it's more of a journalism question. Would you pursue this further if you had asked her the question that Esme asked her and she shut you down? Would would you allow yourself to be shut down, or would you pursue it further? Uh, well, to, what to say be honest, she, she shuts us down all the time in terms of uh, public comment, but that doesn't keep us from continuing to dig into whatever it is, whether it's this issue or, or any of the others uh, that she's facing. Uh, but she's, you know, she has spent, she spends a lot of her time focusing on, on national um, issues and doing national interviews. She does very few interviews with the local media, which I will tell you is in stark contrast to the way her predecessor, Congressman Ellison, handled that office, even though he was involved, you know, he was a, a deputy uh, chair of the Democratic National Committee. He still made himself readily available to the local media. So did Al Franken when he was in, in the Senate. In fact, his first few years in office, uh, maybe his whole first term, he always gave local media top priority and then any of the national stuff. With Congresswoman Omar, completely the opposite. She is, she is not very forthcoming. She generally tends to do interviews on the national stage and very often uh, sometimes on an entertainment stage, late night television, where she knows that she's not going to be asked the hard questions. What does that say to you about her agenda then? For what purpose? Why? You know, it's hard for me to, to go to anybody's motivation. I, I think any of us can, can, can look at that and, and make, draw our own conclusions. I, I can't. I can't say what her motivation is because the last time I interviewed her was during her freshman orientation out in Washington, D.C., and she didn't agree to do an interview then, but it was literally two or three questions, and then it was shut down and she was whisked away. I think she's also developed, uh, you'd almost have to call it a remarkable skill for deflecting any criticism of herself. She manages to turn that around and portray herself as a victim. It's been astonishing to watch her operate. And I, I predict yep. she'll, she'll come up with some victimization angle on this story. Yeah, there, there have been people who have drawn that conclusion. Right. Uh, you, are, you are not the first. And again, not my job to, to draw conclusions about motivations or why they're doing things. But it is certainly curious when you're elected to represent a pretty big segment of the state of Minnesota, you know, in her district, but really she represents the entire state in some ways. And to have her uh, be uh, so close to the best and not available to the Minnesota media is remarkable, given other politicians we've had who have been in the national spotlight, mm -hmm. including going all the way back to Governor Ventura, mm -hmm. who clearly was in demand by the national media, but he always made a priority of talking to the local media. Congressman Omar. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. He even <laughs> nicknamed us. Yeah. And But Congresswoman Omar is on an island by herself on the way hmm. she is, is conducting herself in terms of her relationships with the media. Tom, thank you for your time. We'll look, uh, we'll look for more from you on this. Okay. Anytime, Joe. Thank you. All right. Thank you. God, that's, I, I love, he, he's so good. Him and Kessler. Yes, he is. And, uh,
There's a handful of them in town that are really, really and good. And if, t- if t- Tom's not, you know, he's just stating fact. Right. He's not biased one, right. one way or the other. Right. Well, he might she does. be, he might be, but she's, he's like Mary Devine, who I've touted before, a pioneer press reporter. Yeah. You cannot ever figure out her politics. And that makes a brilliant reporter. <clears throat> yeah. I can't even guess what they might be. That's, that's how good she is. Back to Greta Thunberg. Here we go. Uh, we'll continue to follow her story uh, because uh, she's going to Canada and Chile, and I, I, I'll be curious to see how she gets there. But the but the the worldview she presents is that of uh, we can't fly and we can't use fossil fuels, so that rules out cars, trucks, buses, airplanes. Uh, again, this is a means for Mysterians to reinvent life as we know it this has nothing to do with uh, this has nothing to do with the climate the climate has always changed uh, uh, if if glaciers hadn't sacrificed their lives for us we wouldn't be here today <laughs> we wouldn't be here today. well put that's a very very <laughs> right. well put those those living glaciers that sacrifice that uh, kamikaze missions you ever, you ever drive down mississippi river boulevard on either side and look at that river sitting way down there in that gorge yeah how do you think that happened right the climate changed big huge bikes <laughs> if that glacier didn't die for us we wouldn't be here wasn't paul bunyan dragging his axe behind him oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah see right now there's a great back to school sale at ecofun motorsports yeah. uh, what do you mean a back to school sale at a, at a motorcycle and right. school or an ATV shop. Well, uh, Tim's got Lance and Sim scooters on sale. Lance and Sim, California company that's making scooters since 1968. Race start, and then when they heard about Tim's back to school sale, they added an additional $100 off the price. Man, if you want to beat the man at the gas pump or find a parking spot, get on a Race Star 49cc sale price at $12.99. Nope, now $11.99. Cabo 50. Eighteen ninety nine now nope. seventeen ninety nine Havana Classic fifty and the Soho fifty nineteen ninety nine nope 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 <laughs> eighteen ninety nine Tim uh, sends a truck through town every day too in case somebody needs service then he picks your scooter up and brings it back they also have a full line of Yamaha motorcycles youth ATVs uh, you name it it's really a full service uh, stop not to mention the great great display of Bentelli e uh, Bentelli e bikes but right now if you want a deal on a scooter. You can get it at EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Suchi boy. Yeah. Jason heard about the Lance back to school sale and came in with his student ID cool. to save an extra 100 bucks off a new Lance Cabo 49cc scooter. Enjoying riding it to football practice and class at Matamidi High School. Oh, cool. Yeah. So when he what walked in, which one did he get? He got the uh, uh, new Lance Cabo 49cc. I didn't know there was a Cabo. This one's called the Race Star 49cc, but Tim's got so many scooters, maybe there's a Cabo 49cc. This is right from Eco. So they told him the price, and he said... Nope. 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 Oh, <laughs> another hundred off. I want another hundred off. Yes. So he plays football for the Zephyrs? Is that what that said yes. on your email? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And what a great idea to, uh, to get around. And you know what? Maybe when uh, when he's playing, you can read off the Matamidi football roster from 1958. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And they had a good year. EcoFunMotorsports.com. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake will return. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. 
Uh, Dawson's Hollow. Which one is this, Euphoria? This is Euphoria. I really like this, I tune. do, too. I was actually shocked, Sooch, that you liked them. It didn't seem to me that they were your cup of tea. I thought they were enthusiastic. I, I think they're skilled. I uh, I like it a lot. Here is, oh, sorry, Rick. Go they, ahead. Were inter- they were good entertainers. Yep. They were smiling and looked like they were having a blast. Here yep. is how good Johnny Hyde is, and I'll say this because he's not here so I can actually pay him a compliment. <laughs> we, he and I were standing next to each other behind the stage as Rook was kind of getting everybody set up last Thursday. Yeah. He looked at their instruments, he looked at them, and he said, these guys are going to be amazing. Yep. Based solely on where they were from, mm-hmm. the instruments that they were using, he could tell right away that those guys were going to be good. That Johnny was pretty drunk on Thursday. That is true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna do? <laughs> Say, Mark Reed, an offsite correspondent in Iowa, writes, Greetings to you and the crew. I was listening to the podcast concerning adulting classes, and I have a totally different view on the matter than you and the boys. I see it as a ray of hope. These particular millennials recognize that they are lacking certain skills and are attempting to correct their deficiencies. They want to know how to change a tire. They see the value in balancing a checkbook. They want to handle their own taxes. They have been failed by their parents who were responsible to raise them to be independent and self-sufficient. I agree 100% with you that an $80,000 a year institute of higher learning is not the best setting for these classes, but these are skills that they will need, and if not here, then where? And if not now, then when? My despair isn't for these kids. It's for the untold number of their friends and acquaintances that either don't realize how little they know or are unwilling to address their deficiencies. I hate to see anyone berated for wishing to improve their standing on the next mm-hmm. scale. Good luck, Mark Reed. Remember how dumb I used to be. That's a Laurel and Hart of that. Remember how yeah. dumb I used to be? Well, I'm better, better now. now. What, yeah. what was your approach? Because I, I, I agree with Mark. I think he's right. I thought it was absolute folly. That, uh, well, these, that it's an admission. It's an admission that uh, they're they're completely helpless. There's a distinction though between a GL or trying to get higher on the NAC scale. Yep. And I, that I don't think those are GLers trying to get higher on the NAC scale. Was it? Was it Purposely for adulting, or was it for parenting? Adulting. I have a friend who was explaining this to me, and he said he, for his uh, way of thinking, he would trace the need for adulting classes to the uh, arrival on the scene of the cell phone. And uh, his example Ooh. would be that uh, you know a kid no longer wants to go down to the basement and play with tools when he can look you know and build a rocket ship when you can go on your screen and see it in high definition. Uh, he he thinks that the yeah. cell phone is ruining ruining no, ruining things. I disagree with him. No, well, I can put him on the phone to you and he he he'll straighten you out. He'll give you a good. Uh, I'd argument. like to see him face to face, maybe uh, on the street at high noon. Take it outside. Uh, yeah. he, he, he he could handle you. Ten paces. Take this outside. Yeah. But you know what it does speak wait, to? Wait, I think I know who he is. This is the guy that threw the, the football. Oh, it's him? Yeah. Oh, well, I agree with everything he says. <laughs> <laughs> he's, my, he's my favorite sushi, Ray. But the, uh, the, oh, okay. the thing it does speak to, though, and we, we, we touch on this every once in a while, it's the lack and the absence of parenting. He, that's, what he, he's, that's not what he would say. He, you know, he's, you a, think, he's an active parent. And then so is the missus. No, I'm, not cla- I'm not claiming he is. Yeah. I'm saying because of these kids that are needing these adulting classes. That's what it is. I really got lucky with my kid. I mean, I really got lucky. Yeah. I, I think he's more of an adult than I am. The, the <laughs> luck that I would acknowledge is that uh, they were all kids I used to have by the time the cell phone was prevalent. Yeah. 
and he tells me that you you can't believe how lucky you are. You just can't believe it. Yeah, that's one thing I'm not looking forward I got, to. I got one out of four that uh, kind of fits into that I need to, uh, uh, well, I was just texted earlier today, should I put air in my tire tomorrow? Well, that's a dumb question. You should put air in your tire right now. That, but was, it, that was the mother's response. Yeah. What's wrong with today? Everything that needs figuring out can be figured out in the garage, right? right? So right. the kid and I are out in the garage. We're hammering away on something on the anvil. I don't know how to do something. He goes to his phone. He looks it up. He learns it. He shows me. So mm. that's the opposite. Well, that's a of, good use of the phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good morning, guys. This is from Steve Wilson up uh, Aikenway. Sure. Monday night, my neighbor shot these photos of a tornado touching down between the Middle Island and the Big Island on Farm Island Lake. My buddy was doing riprap work on the shoreline. You have to admire his stick toitiveness for hanging in there to get the shots. Uh, great time at the fair last Thursday. Heading up to Grunhofer Meets today for the first time. I should have about two hours on the way home to coach my wife not to boil the brats. <laughs> she and knows he sent, already. He sent pictures That's of a tremendous yeah. water spouts hitting the lake up there. It was cool. just fantastic. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Did you see those? Yeah. yeah. No, I, he sent, we all got the email. Oh, okay. Didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because I forwarded it to my neighbor uh, who's on the next lake up from there. It's it's two, two lakes connected. Uh, wouldn't that be Bill's Lake? Cedar? Cedar, I believe, yes, up in uh, Aiken County. Is that your lake, same name as your lake in What Alexandria? are you up on there? Oh, Downing came up with a lake. I, uh, I heard that. I heard that. He's wrong. It's mind your own damn business lake. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stacy, the GL geologist, weighs in. Lake. I'm so excited to head to the fair uh, Friday to see the show. Mother has been very quiet this week, but I'll let you know if I hear from her. All right. You guys, I think we're going to have a packed house again on Friday. Uh, and yeah, uh, Scott writes, uh, I just started listening to episode 200 as I drove by the exit to the meteor crater. He's talking about this meteor crater. <laughs> it's a hole in the ground. hole in the ground that I visited. That's it's right, right outside Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> right. I did not stop because they got my money back in 05. Back then I was on my cycle and it was 160 106 degrees, so I stayed for two hours and watched the movies just to cool off. As fun as it is to be away from home and on vacation, it is equally great to listen to you through the Bluetooth in the car. Have you tried this Bluetooth? Yes, I have. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm hands-free. I made a number of stops yesterday on the way home and didn't miss a thing. Nice pause. You're right. Little uh, Little Pine Lake is the one just north of Farm Island. Say so he mentioned uh, Grunhoffers. I have also have a note from this fellow. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. I was pleased to be on site at the fair when you're ruling on hockey sticks as garage wood was overturned. At least I think it was. Our family had a great time on opening day and put in about 12 hours. On the way back to Duluth Friday, I stopped at Grunhofer's for some rookie burgers to serve up for my father's birthday Wednesday. I know, no wishing happy birthday to him. We usually get him something related to golf for a gift as he is a golfaholic, but since I was at Grunhofer's, I had another idea. We've been going over to my parents' house for Sunday dinner for 35 years, and he has kept up the tradition even after my mother passed away a year and a half ago. Mm. For dinner, he will pick up a small roast from the Super One. These are hit and miss, never terrible, but not always great. Well, the idea was to gift him a couple of Grunhofer's roasts, and that's what we did. Cut by request were two five-pound sirloin tip roasts. Yeah, Yeah. when are we coming over? This is Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo. On uh, Highway 61, you can't miss it. And right now, Spencer's got a deal going. 
Uh, he wants to give away a $250 Grundhoffer's gift card to the 1,500th person who comes in and signs the I Heard It on the Garage Logic podcast sheet at his front counter. By the way, we need to do that at all of our partners. I think so. Yeah, every single partner we're in business with, we need to do that. Since they started with us, just over 1,300 people have signed it. I will keep updating you on the number of people who have signed the sheet and eventually who the winner is. Spencer is handling all of the execution of this promotion. That is cool. But uh, I don't know how you're going to time it, GLers, but one of you is going to be the 1500th, and you're going to get a $250 gift certificate at the meat capital of the world. Look what I have Can right you open here. up that bag and I describe a, the smell? I have a, a bag of uh, Grundhofer's Sweet and Heat beef jerky, mm-hmm. yeah. and you do this just like when I was a kid, and yeah. I'd, I'd go to my buddy and buy a little something in the bag. I'd yeah. put my face into it and go... <laughs> Oh, that's some good bleep, dude. <laughs> that's from our guy Tom. He made a run, yeah. and he fo- and he's not even on the show. He works in the building, but he oh. followed procedure. And this is that's the sweet and heat sweet jerky. and heat jerky. That that's the that's the best jerky they have. By that's far. not you that have ditch. To heat it up? It's no, not no, that. Hey, Such, it's not that ditch jerky. This no. is the real deal. This ain't the stuff you get at the gas station. No. But oh, here's no. how much you have you have scared the whole not only the whole staff but the whole building. He made a Grunhofer right. run and brought us back stuff. Right, right. Because he would have been fined. Grunhofer's old fashioned meats at the north end of uh, Hugo, in. Uh, Right on Highway 61. Yeah. Spence, though, had a, a brilliant idea, and I want to get the guys at the coffee grounds to do it, the same thing. Put out a uh, gift, uh, or not a gift, a uh, guest registry so we can see where the GLers have come from to do business with them. Well, that certainly worked at Grunds, yeah. at the Grunders. I think it would work everywhere. Yeah, I don't EcoBike? Know. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we should do it. So I well, do. they do a good job at EcoFund. They they post the uh, purchases and put on them Instagram. On, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, social media. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Uh, let's come back and uh, uh, discover a little uh, problem a guy had with his voting. Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So, if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Oh, my God. Oh, would you like some? Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Turkey. Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. This is from the Washington Post. Uh, over and over again, the man touches a box on an electronic voting machine to cast his ballot for Mississippi gubernatorial candidate Bill Waller Jr. And over and over again, the machine instead checks off a vote for Waller's opponent in the uh, in uh, the GOP runoff, Mississippi Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves. How would that happen? A woman is heard in the background. It is not letting me vote who I want to vote for, the man says. The moment captured on video uploaded to Facebook and Twitter, where it's gotten nearly 750,000 views, 
as of early this morning, shows one of at least three malfunctioning voting machines reported in two counties in Mississippi, state elections officials confirmed. Waller's campaign told the Clarion-Ledger it has also received reports of similar mishaps in at least seven other counties. Waller eventually conceded the race on Tuesday, uh, with Reeves leading 54% to 46%. It appears unlikely the malfunctions impacted the outcome. But what's interesting is to see the video of it. Oh, the guy keeps stabbing the name for uh, for Hot Waller, Waller, and the machine goes. Uh-uh, nope. Uh-uh. How can they jumps s- over to the other right, guy? Right. How can they possibly say it is unlikely that it affected? So it's just this one machine. No, what well, happened they, they in a couple other of other machines. spots? Yeah. It happened in other machines. Well, I am sorry that did not register. <laughs> Please try again. <laughs> we need to start over. We're yeah. starting over. Well, I, I, I don't know, Kenny. It's down in Mississippi. This is unacceptable, Sush. Mm-hmm. Are you outraged? I am. The video and reports of other machine errors are sure to spark new concerns among election security advocates who have long warned that electronic voting systems, particularly the type used in Mississippi, which do not generate a verified paper backup, are vulnerable to hackers and mistakes. We should replace antiquated equipment and paperless equipment in particular as soon as possible. The Brennan Center for Justice at New York University School of Law said in an August 13th report on election risks. Wait a minute. But the funny part is to watch the video. Oh, yeah. What are they saying? Get rid of paperless and go old school so yeah. we got to count the ballots? What's wrong with that? No, I'm just I'm shocked that they would make that admission. Well, but then, you know, I people end up only... driving around with a lot of ballots in their trunk, like in the Frank and True. Coleman race. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm just shocked that no, they that said... No, that is the answer. No, that, Go end back of, to paper. End of discussion. I've never had a problem voting, but voting has really become problematic in this country. You know what solved my problem with voting? Hmm. Not voting. Well, you put it during deer hunting. You're you, fired. You really think I'm going to come out of the woods? you got you got to vote. You know, vote ahead of time. You got to vote if you're a GLer. You no, got to vote. Vote in October. You put a uh, put a polling place at a Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. I'd vote. I always the... vote though. I don't, I've only missed one time. I wrote I've never missed a vote, and some fruitcake from City Pages went and found the records and found out I missed a primary once. Oh lord! So I was called out as a liar. You know why? Because <laughs> you were probably at Ace Hardware buying I was a, probably at Ace a wrench or a new screwdriver yeah. or something like that. Here's the uh, here's the audio. Let's see here. No. <laughs> it goes to the top one and he's hitting the middle guy, Waller. It is not letting me vote for who I want to vote for. <laughs> no, it isn't. It isn't, sir. Wow. I know you guys have uh, not watched it. Well, no, you watched Parks and Rec, yeah, the TV show Parks well, and Rec. A little bit. That, that but there was a there was an episode where uh, she was the, the main character, the Leslie Nope character, was, was running for office, and she was running against the guy that owned the Sweetums Candy Factory in town. And if you voted for her instead of him, it would say, are you sure you wanted to vote? <laughs> so it was very, very funny. But that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this story today. See, I heard the news today that uh, I, I've been outvoted, and apparently we're playing Married Forever. For yeah! Yes, I, uh, I, I, I think staff. that's a mistake. Not unless we have new questions. We'll have new questions. Because I've, I can recognize all the old ones. I know, and even the new ones that I'm going to make, you're going to say, I know, I've seen this. We've got to change. I saw this one in 98, I remember. We have to change the way we do it because we can no longer sequester them, and we don't have time for the changeover. Is there any way we can have uh, ask 
everybody on, on the stage the question and then have them write their answers Ooh, down. That's not bad. And then they don't. There, there is no changeover. What game show yeah. was it where you had to write your uh, answer down on like a a board and then flip it over? Jeopardy. Ne- newlywed no. game. Yeah, some maybe newlywed. Where well, the then is. then you're gonna have to have papers and pens. That's okay. We and got new that. questions. Now the list. We're not going to play it. It's too much work. Yeah, well, that's what I figured. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if you uh, produce the work, I'll play the game. Any chance yeah. Chief and his bride are going to be there? We could get them Probably. separated before they've even begun. That's oh, yeah. true. Uh, well, uh, we won't. We'll need three couples, and yep. they can come and see us on Friday when we arrive. Yeah. If if they want to be one of the first to uh, to show up and do it, that's fine. That's fine. And it'll be it'll be a, a brief. I have a clip of the what Kenny was asking what game show that that is. What was Cody, it? I'm from the from the grass. Uh, you're not late. You weren't invited. I like to solve the puzzle, Alex. <laughs> this isn't Wheel of Fortune. <clears throat> Who is Andre the Giant? <laughs> is that an answer to a question? <clears throat> no, I was just wondering. Uh, just wondering who is under the top. <laughs> he is so Burt Reynolds. It's not oh, even he's funny. funny. Speaking of Chief, you know what? I don't think I don't think we could break Chief and his bride up. Uh, I had a wonderful conversation with him over at uh, what is the ballpark? Ballpark, ballpark Cafe. Cafe. And uh, he was telling me all about the shooting sports those two do, do together. And he actually went up to the guys at DK Mags and designed the DK Mags guys designed and helped put together uh, his very own AR. And he said it was an absolutely wonderful experience. Really? And then on the other hand, I also met as we were leaving the stage there. I met a couple who wanted my advice. You guys, by the way, were running away as fast as you could. And I'm trying to talk to them. Okay. I, I told them to send, send me an email, but they wanted advice. They live on the outskirts. They're having issues with not only critters eating everything in their garden, but also getting into their outbuilding. And I was trying to think of a solution. What should somebody who has no firearms experience do? And it occurred to me, I I don't have to do anything. You need to go to DK Mags because (laughs) those guys will tell you what firearm you need if you even need one. I mean, they're not going to sell you a gun just to sell you a gun. They're smart enough and honest enough to advise people on whether or not a firearm is even the right approach. Uh, So if you're just getting started or maybe you're like Chief and the Bride, you need another toy, Uh, maybe you need gunsmithing, holsters, ammo, you name it, dkmags.com in New Brighton, they are the best gun shop in town. And they can pretty much match any price in town. So bring it to them, and they'll give you a response. And be sure to check out their other location up in Monticello called Monticello Pond and Gun. Just another part of the DKMags.com family located right here in the heart of Gumption County, Monticello Pond and Gun and DKMags.com. Will we have audio challenges tomorrow for Positive Thursday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will have tomorrow's Positive Thursday. I already have my submission, sir. You got no shot. All right. Is no, it AOC related? No, but wait a minute. I, were we switching? No. So he we're still. To, he wants to be challenged the, again. The, the challenge still is to is to try to trip I'm, you up. I'm not make. playing a long suit. I'm I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm going to bring in positive news. Because see, that's right. what somebody else no. had said. Is that that's how we should do it any way you want? You're and doing just it challenge me. <laughs> no, you're not getting a challenge. I'm bringing you in feel good news. All right. It'll give you the fuzzies. All right. See you tomorrow then.
All right. Sounds like a plan, okay. Mr. Positive Thursday. Have some sandwiches? Yeah. Do you want to come over and look at the village and have some sandwiches? Let's go play golf, Such. No. <laughs> yeah, are we in? Are we in? I got a quiver. I got three clubs. I've What's got, my minimum? I've got a putter in my truck. I don't think I'm playing. Uh, let's just go have a beer then. We'd All be right. like Dangerfield. <laughs> Is it okay that the putter I'm going to play with today with you, uh, I've used to kill a skunk with? <laughs> Well, I've used mine to ground coffee beans. Well, that's true. Right, touche. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, coffee grounds from the coffeegrounds.com? Yeah. Here we go, folks. Somebody has, has sent an email earlier and said they're listening to podcast number 200. That means they're not caught up. If you want to get caught up, go to garagelogic.com. All the podcasts are listed there. Don't forget, we'll see you Friday at the Minnesota State Fair, Channel 5, building at 1230 sharp.